hello gorgeous and welcome to beyond the plate your weekly dose of whole wellness from a friend this is a great fit for you if you are sick of societal pressures to calorie count and diet your way through life we are all unique with different needs and we're all meant to feel amazing so let's start feeling that way let's look past the plate to remove roadblocks keeping you from living that amazing version of you now at beyond the plate you will get inspiration mentorship to start living the life you love. I'm your guide, Dawn Marie, and I hope you know how grateful I am that you are here. Hello again, Beyond the Plate listeners. Always good to get back with you each week. I have a very special guest and a friend um, that I've made through the gram. So social media does work when we let it to connect people. And so it was only fitting that I have Renee Fick on the podcast as I've dribbled in so many different episodes about cycle syncing. So I'll give you a brief bio of Renee and then I'll let you, Renee, introduce yeah. yourself and all the realness. So Renee is a mom of three, an occupational therapist. She helps women optimize their time and energy through unlocking the power of their cycles. How amazing is that, right? So they can thrive and be high achievers, right? Because as moms, we're always trying to do more. So she has a method that helps women balance the demands of life and make a bigger impact and get bigger results without adding more stress or needing more time. She's the host of a Cycle Advantage podcast. And without further ado, Renee, like I'll let you do your intro. Oh, well, thank you so much. I'm thrilled to be here. I know. And I was thinking back, I'm like, I don't even remember how you and I first got connected on Instagram. I feel like it was through something, but we've kind of followed with each other for quite a few years now. I think it's been, yeah. we've been connected and kind of just watching each other grow and do different things and stuff. So I'm so excited to be here with you. Thank you. Thank you. So as some people might not know cycle syncing. So yeah. to me, when I learned about this, I was like, what in the real F like how, <laughs> when we were in school and getting shown tampons and pads and deodorant, how did they not tell us about this? Like, it feels like it's this big hidden secret. And then once you unlock it, you're like, Oh my God, drop the mic. Like this makes so much sense. So yeah. For those people that don't understand cycle syncing, will you give us like a brief um, synopsis of what that means, which unfortunately most women do not know. They're like, yeah, I have a cycle. I have a period and that's about it. So please enlighten our audience yes. a little bit more about that. Yeah. Well, and that is the number one thing that I hear from women is how did we not know this before? <laughs> like how I would say if the number one statements I hear, it's that, and then this makes so much sense because yeah, we, most of us have never been taught. And I think for me, it started a few years ago. I, my husband was diagnosed with a brain tumor and then I had my third baby. I had what I thought was my dream job. Like everything all kind of happened in the same year. And when all of it kind of went down, it was this moment of, gosh, is this really what my life is all about? Like, is this really, we only get one life. Is this really what I want my life to look like? And it was a no, like, this is not how I want my life to go. And so I started my own, or I started in a network marketing business, like looking to create that dream life that I wanted, but it turned into so much hustling and so much working and so much like grinding. And I was following all of the 
you know, like the Tony Robbins of the world and the, the big hoorah people who are all about motivation and pushing past the excuses and just doing it when it doesn't feel good and go, go, go all of the time. And I did that for a very long time and then reached a moment where I was like, I can't do this. Like I'm sacrificing all of the time that I have right now, like the life right now in the moment for the, maybe one day down the future, I'll have that goal and I'll have that dream life but missing out on everything in the moment. And if you have kids, you know, they grow up so stinking fast. Like people say it doesn't go fast, but now with an 11 year old and looking at like, oh my gosh, she's almost out of my house. Like she's more out of my house than in my house. (laughs) It just, it amazes me. Like it really does go by so fast. And I realized in that moment that I was like missing out on so much of it. And that's when I discovered cycle syncing and realized that cycle syncing really was this catalyst for unlocking so much more time. And like you even said, those moments of like, this makes so much sense. Like those days when I would be so overwhelmed and overtaken by emotion. And I can remember one moment, like getting so mad at my husband and just like feeling so full of rage and picking up a shoe and throwing it across the room at him. And to this day, he like brings that up. Like, do you remember that time you got so mad at me? You threw a shoe at me, like, like those moments. And then other weeks I'd feel totally fine and feel like I was so productive and on top of it. And I was feeling so good. And like to see these two extremes and like wondering what, what was wrong with me? Like, why could I keep some weeks together and others not? And that's when I discovered the cycle thinking in just my personal life of that. Like there's some weeks I felt on top of it. I felt good. My brain felt like it was crystal clear. And then other weeks I felt like an emotional hot mess that couldn't keep their shit together. I'm sorry. I'm like, I didn't. Totally fine. Um, and so that's when I discovered that. And so really what cycle thinking is, is this element of women or men function with testosterone and testosterone functions off a 24 hour rhythm. So men wake up in the morning with their testosterone levels as high as they get. And they kind of wax and wane. They've got this like up and down rhythm, but low, slowly as the day goes on, it, it diminishes. And so then they go to bed, they wake up the next morning, they've got fresh testosterone again, and they feel really great. Whereas women have progesterone and estrogen that operate more in this 28 day rhythm. So the first half of your month is dominant by estrogen. Second half is by progesterone. And then how those two hormones feel on you feel very different. So how you feel when estrogen is at its height is going to be that moment when you feel great and you feel wonderful. You're going to feel productive. Like let's take on that new workout. Let's take on that new nutrition plan. Let's take on waking up early. Like all of those things feel so great. Then when progesterone kicks in, you're like, I just want to stay in bed. I don't want to work out. I want to eat all the chocolate. Like they're very different dynamics. And so for a lot of times, the women that I've met and work with, they feel like something's wrong with them that they just can't stay consistent, right? Like there's this whole hype on consistency and do it over and over and over again when consistency really functions best for men who have that 24 hour rhythm, because women day seven is going to feel totally different than day 21. And the things that you do on those two different days, are going to feel different. You're not going to feel like doing the same things. And so changing the way we look at consistency, changing the way we look at what you're doing every single day and really aligning with that. So instead of forcing yourself to do the things, you know, like 
I don't even know. I work with mostly business women. And so like, rather than looking at, you know, on this day when you feel really motivated and good and to tackle big projects, rather than feeling like you have to do that every single day, we lean into, Hey, this is your estrogen dominant phase. So let's tackle these projects. When you're in your progesterone phase, let's lean into this phase or like those projects because they're different and they are working in those strengths. So it really is about knowing where your body's at, where your energy levels at, how your brain's functioning and leaning into it rather than just like hoping and wishing and praying that it's going to, you're going to have the energy to do whatever you need to do that's on your calendar. Right. I think you nailed that there where so many people like, it's like an understanding of like, oh, it makes sense why I was tired. Then it like, cause when you said, oh, what's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. So many women like, and I work a corporate job as well. And so sitting around them, you know, it's like, I try to like share the little information, but you know, if people aren't wanting to hear it. You don't like purge onto them, but it's like, you almost have empathy for people who don't understand their yeah. body and their cycles that it, it's normal. Like you're beautifully made normal. Like you're supposed to be this way, but it's yep. like you said, so hard when we live in this 24 hour calendar. So will you talk a little bit about like the common mistakes that we're making when it comes to time? Like Mm -hmm. you did a great job with the task orients um, piece. So I think that would be really helpful just because it's like, we have kind of all walks of life that listen to this podcast, their moms, their farmers, their businesswomen, their entrepreneurs, you know, it's we're doers. Like as Mm -hmm. women, we're all doers. So Yeah. I think the biggest mistake that I see people making is kind of looking at like, like that 24 hour calendar, you open up like a a calendar, whether it's a Google calendar or paper calendar, whatever it is, like all time generally looks the same, right? If you have a digital Google calendar, it's like a white screen. There's nothing on there. And you just plug away from, you know, today, which Monday or today's not even a Monday, but like Monday (laughs) today is totally different than, or like you look at it and like Monday, three weeks from now, we see it all as the same. Mm -hmm. And so as you're scheduling things, what happens is without that awareness of where your cycle's at and how it's impacting, we just schedule things randomly. We're not, we're, we're putting things in there and seeing it as like this blank calendar, blank slate, everything's the same all the way around. But even if you look at it, like for women and men, you wake up in the morning, you know, your eight o'clock in the morning is very different than your five o'clock in the afternoon, right? Mm -hmm. You have different levels of energy. You have different levels of like motivation and momentum. Like even within the day, they're the same, but we're not really taking that into account. We're, we're just looking at the calendar and saying like, what's open, what's free, where can I plug in stuff where, and not even understanding that throughout the month we have differences, but even in the day we have differences. So we have what they call the infradian rhythm, which is that menstrual cycle rhythm. We have circadian rhythms. We have ultradian rhythms. Like we have all of these rhythms in our bodies that are helping our bodies function in a rhythm. We're not stagnant, right? And I work a couple of days of the week and I still work in the hospital. And so I'm very acutely aware of our bodies and how our bodies function, but it's not just these other rhythms. Like we have your respiratory rate, you have your, it's a rhythm, it's a function and your cardiac, it's like a rhythm, right? Like we are such rhythmical human beings and we don't even realize it. We just see everything as blank and open instead of these rhythms. And so when you know, like one of the biggest mistakes I see is like, like that, you just plug something in there three o'clock in the afternoon, you're going to do this high intense project. And then you get there and you're like, gosh, I have zero energy. I need coffee. I need sugar. I need a pick me up. 
When in reality, if you knew like, Hey, three o'clock in the afternoon is not my prime zone. It's not my prime time. I'm not going to schedule it there. I'm going to schedule it at eight o'clock in the morning. Instead, it makes a huge game changing experience. Like for, for everybody, like you show up better, you, you engage better, you're, you are more confident and your energy's there and all these types of things. So like you present better and also you feel better in the process. So there's those, I think that's the biggest thing that I see people, women making is when we look at time, it feels like every hour of the day, every day of the week, every day of the month is all of the same. When in fact we have these rhythms that vastly impact the way you show up every time. I think that is like spot on. Cause yeah, otherwise, like you said, we see it as a blank slate and we're like, how can we fill it? We're not even mm-hmm. questioning how we feel. Um, yeah. So next to that, like thinking of how we look at time, um, what is like the most important that, well, first, I guess I would ask, how do you think, or where would you direct a woman to start tracking her cycle to understand yeah. that for herself? So I always like to have an actionable for somebody. So they're like, okay, this all seems good. How do I apply it to my life? Yeah. I think the first thing is it will one, two, I want to like highlight. I sometimes like if you don't have a cycle or you're really irregular cycles, sometimes women are listening. They're like, well, this doesn't apply to me, but really it applies to everybody, regardless if you're postmenopausal on birth control or have some other element, it just looks different, right? We are rhythmical human beings. Our world is rhythmical. We have spring, winter, summer, fall, there's seasons. Like I've even found that the, when I started tracking, I, or some, you know, like Facebook memories or pops up and tells you like this thing happened on the same year. There was one year I realized I was like, gosh, I get sick the same week, every single year, like oh, every, crazy. like on my Facebook memories, it was like sick, 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 sick. I was like, holy crap for five years. I've gotten sick the same week, every single year. And it was just, it alludes to, I think that there's more rhythms than we really pay attention to. And we notice. And so we are rhythmical human beings. So whether or not you have a cycle or not leaning into this 28 day rhythm will help you and make you feel a little bit more balanced. So if you have no cycle, I recommend following the moon, or if you have one that's super irregular living into the four phases can be really helpful. The other thing in terms of like, how do you even start tracking is one, most women I know are not even tracking their periods. Like at all. They just know it shows up randomly or when like they have a general understanding. So tracking that number one is key. The other thing that I would track is ovulation if you can. So it doesn't have to be exact. It doesn't have to be precise, but knowing those two different pieces, unless, I mean, then you have to know it if you're trying to get pregnant, but like <laughs> knowing kind of those general pieces can be really big inside cues as to where you're at and what's actually happening in your cycle. And having those two pieces is really key information that you can have. The other piece is like looking at what are you tracking for? Like, what do you want? What are the outcomes that you're trying to create? Is it trying to get pregnant? If that's the case, then you do want to make sure you're really following those biological body cues. If you're looking at, I just want to be more productive at work which is a lot of the women that I work with. That's what they're like. They want to be performing at their peak in business and life and all those types of things. So productivity and energy are going to be some of those big things that I want them to be tracking and noticing as we go through the month each day, like, where are you? There's some general overarching kind of themes based on that progesterone estrogen play, 
but every woman's a little bit different. So it's really valuable and important for you to start tracking that. So whether, you know, it kind of is that level of like looking at what do I want to track? What are those outcomes I need that are going to be those big indicators? And then looking at those, mm-hmm. and that was a really long winded, but that's totally fine. One, <laughs> if I were to track anything, it would be period ovulation. And then those other big indicators. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. And is there any tracking devices or apps? I know like everything we are connected, but sometimes that takes that like easier than maybe jotting it down on the calendar. And then we forget, like, is there anything that you've noticed has worked really well for you that you'd recommend? Yeah. So I, well, so I have a cycle tracker that I give out to clients and things, and I'd be happy to share it with you guys. If you go over to the website, I'm sure you can have it linked up, but it is a paper tracker. And I really like the paper tracker because visually you can see month to month to month pretty easily. Sometimes when you use the apps, it's hard to kind of see trends over time. You only see like the one month or it'll give you the average of, your, you know, actual cycle, but it doesn't give you some of those inside cues of like your energy and how you feel. The one that I feel like I've enjoyed the most has been clue clue allows you to track like, you know, bowel movements and energy levels and motivation and all those things. But the downfall of it is it only gives you four options for each of those things. So there's not a whole lot of like description if you, Mm -hmm. you know, there's, I feel like I have more than four moods in a day, but they're in there. They only give you four options. So that was the one kind of real big downfall for that one. Something I've been testing out recently is the aura ring. So aura ring has now recently connected with natural cycles. So it will track your basal body temperature. You wear it and it tracks your temperature. And so then it connects with natural cycles that will tell you, you know, when you've actually ovulated without actually having to track it yourself. So it's like, everything's on autopilot. I know that the new Apple watch is also supposed to be doing the same type of thing. I'm kind of interested to check that out when it comes out, because I would prefer probably the Apple watch over the aura ring just for a variety of different reasons, but Mm -hmm. having something like that, like if you're trying to track the actual biological cues and things like that, finding a tool like that, um, can be helpful. Otherwise it really comes down to looking at what is going to work best for you. If you're one of those people that like notoriously, you cannot keep up with paper stuff, then use an app. But if you're one of those people that really wants to dive into how am I feeling every single day? And you can write it down on a piece of paper in that app, like, or not an app in the cycle tracker sort of way on paper, then I would probably prefer that because that's going to give you a little bit more insight month to month to month. So I love that too. Cause yeah, I've used different apps and things like that. And then it's like, wait, how was it a while ago or where are my notes for mm-hmm. that? So that is huge on projecting almost like, so yeah. then you can plan like, okay, I was literally like a crazy person and burnt out. I don't want to create that again. Okay. Noted. This is about that week that that happened. Yes. And you can keep track of that, which is amazing. So mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. We'll definitely um, link that in the show notes for yeah. sure. Cause that'll be awesome for people to use. Um, what is like, what would you say is the most important thing a woman could ask herself every day? Mm. This is something I teach inside my program with clients right out of the gate is asking yourself what your body needs every single day. Because I think that in a world, especially today with everybody telling everybody, like everything, like your body needs to be doing something, right? Like there's, you eat certain ways, you exercise certain ways, you, uh, 
eat at certain times. Like you do all of these things. Everybody has like the perfect solution for your body. When in reality, they don't know your body, your body is so unique and individual of its own. There's no body that's exactly like yours. And so paying attention and really tuning in word is going to be the, one of the biggest transformations that I see my clients go through. And also I, on friends and things that I see when you start to look inward and say like, what does my body need? What do I need to eat right now? Where do I need to show up? Like how much sleep do I need is one of the most life-changing things that you could do for yourself. Um, even looking at the cycle, you know, there's predictable patterns that we can go into, but if you've had a stressful week or if you've had something happen like a death in the family or, you know, your late nights at work or whatever, like those are going to impact even those predictable cycles. And so the most important thing you can do is start tuning in with yourself. And so that's like homework. Number one, when people join into my program, as I'm like, it's like, this is number one question you ask yourself every single day. And if you're even in one of those moments where you're like staring at the computer trying to get something done and it's just not working, right? Like you're feeling maybe not ADHD brain, but your brain feels scattered. You're unfocused. You're flipping back and forth. Like even in those moments, stopping and saying like, what does my body need right now? It might be as simple as like, I need to go for a walk or I need a drink of water or I need something. But for so long, we've been conditioned to not listen to those cues. We've been conditioned not to listen to your body, you know, to like, like I said, follow a regimented plan when that regimented plan doesn't necessarily mean that that's right for you. So I think if you were to walk away with anything, asking yourself that question every single day is invaluable. Mm, I love that. And I've been talking about that so much on this podcast lately, because I feel like, and I get like, as I catch myself, I'm like, gosh, I'm really like bashing society, but we've just, like you said, we've been conditioned to just power on, keep going, like ignore mm-hmm. the signs, hush it. And it's like, when did that happen? Because mm-hmm. even in a solo episode I just recorded, it's just like, it hit me that it's like, okay, so babies, infants, they know exactly when they need to eat and they know how to do it because they yeah. listen, they go inward. And so I've been kind of sharing with that so much more where you almost need to take yourself and separate like your body and your soul and truly look at your soul. Like it's your best friend or your child and ask her, what does she need? Like by going inward, we learn so much and then we're so much more fulfilled. Mm -hmm. We get better results on everything like work, love, friendships, food. Like we digest better. It is just so powerful. There's not a magic pill. Mm -hmm. There's not a perfect plan. You know, it's, it's really just doing the work. Like it's this, this whole journey of life and wellness that we talk about. It's, it's never, it's not an end game. It's a continuous learning. And I feel like that just like, that's rewarding within itself. Cause some people might look at it like, Oh my God, wow. I'm so far behind. I don't even know. I'm just going to keep, you know, pounding away at trying to get this stuff done. And it's just a lost cause, but it's yeah, just seeing that, that it's so worth it. Like you can untap and understand yourself so much Yes, by this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and even just to kind of like highlight and go back to what you were talking about, I was like, I come from, so my professional background is in the area of pediatric feeding. So I see it very readily, like in these cultural expectations, like particularly in the U S right. Like there's I know my grandparents, like the generation, my grandparents' generation with my mom, the 
philosophy was like, eat everything on your plate, right? Mm -hmm. Because they went through this like lack and depression and sort of era that it was like, you are grateful for everything on your plate. You eat it regardless if you're hungry or not. And to watch like how those sorts of things trickle down into society now. And now I work in the NICU. So I work with like preterm babies and in there, we focus so much on weight gain and growth and like a prescribed amount of food that these babies are getting to be able to sustain their weight growth and their nutritional content and like all these things, right? Like it's such a mathematical process mm-hmm. that those moms then leave the NICU now so hyper-focused on volume and how much this baby's taking. And we try to transition them before they go home to being able to eat, like teaching the babies how to eat just like on demand, like when they want, like you said, Mm -hmm. like, but if a baby is being fed in a bottle, there's always that external marker of like, how much are they eating? Is it enough? Are they growing? Are they gaining weight? Like versus a breastfed baby, when you have no idea, like how much that baby's taking, you're just following those baby's cues. Mm-hmm. Like baby may be sucking, but not actually eating anything. Right. Like right. we have no idea. So like, even just to look at those two different dynamics of how we are ingraining these kids from the very beginning. And even for us, as when we look back, like some of these patterns of ways of thinking have been in play since we were children, like so deeply rooted, rooted in our neuro pathways mm-hmm. that it does take a lot of unwiring and rewiring. And so give yourself the grace in that. Like, no, these are, these are cognitive things that like, I mean, when I'm working in the NICU with these little itty bitty babies, I know I'm setting the foundation for how they eat for the rest of their life, right? Like I'm creating these neural pathways they're going to have for their entire life. And so don't undervalue that. Like if you're trying to rewire and redo things, like Mm -hmm. you have stuff that's so deeply rooted, doesn't make it impossible, Mm -hmm. but it just means give yourself some grace when things don't necessarily like flip a switch just right out of the gate. Right. Even looking at that, like how you work and how we function and how women survive and like operate in our world, same thing. So deeply rooted in this 24 hour rhythm and, and how life has been. So give yourself Mm -hmm. some grace when you're adjusting. I love that. I love that. Yes. Cause there is so like the expectation is so high, but then the learning curve we give ourselves, like you said, have that grace. It is okay. Mm -hmm. It'll pay off in the end. It is okay to take it slow. You might, you know, take a few steps back when you go forward, but it is all worth it. Oh, I love that. Um, before we wrap up, um, I have kind of two questions left, but Um, is there anything else that you want to share on cycles or any programs that are coming up that maybe our audience would be like, oh my gosh, I need to learn more from Renee. What does she have? So give it to us. Yeah. So October 13th, we have our, well, this year it's like semi-annual there's twice this year we've ran our cycle to scale training. So this training is really specifically geared towards women in business that want to be able to leverage their cycle, to be able to hit those higher performance areas, get more productivity, have higher levels of creativity and like really leverage their cycle in their business. If you are not in business, I would still recommend going through the training because of a lot of it is very just foundational of how our bodies work and how women work. So I would highly recommend that it's a three-day training. It's 
completely free. It's my favorite time of the year. I love doing it. I love showing up and like being there live with you. So you can ask questions. We have like a private Facebook group where you can get in there and just get to know everybody and kind of connect with this other group of women that are in this space and like wanting to learn and do things differently too. So even just that has so much power. So it's one of my favorite, favorite things. And, uh, we'll make sure to link that up. I think in the show notes for you. So you have that it's just cycle to scale is the training for that. Perfect. I love that. Yeah. And there's something so huge that we often don't even look at or take advantage of is that community aspect. Like we're not alone. Like we're Mm -hmm. all just learning. Nobody has it all figured out. And there's just so much like peace and comfort in that when you're surrounded with other people that are like in that headspace. I love that so much. Yep. So I always love to ask, um, our interviewees, our guests, um, what they are grateful for. Cause I feel like if you set that foundation or if you're having a wonky day, or even if you're having just amazing day, like taking those moments just to like truly embrace, like what you're grateful for mm-hmm. is magical. So, um, I always love our guests to share something. So if you can think of something off the cuff, um, that you're just so grateful for right now in this season or this day or whatever that looks like. Yeah. Well, it's funny is cause you mentioned this. I think even just the other day I saw somebody I follow do, a little, one of the reels. It's like, I'm, I'm unhappy that I, or like, I w- I wish I had more down podcast downloads or whatever. And then it flashes to her as like a little child and said, you know, like, Oh wait, we have a podcast. Like, and that, like you just said, like how sometimes it's easy to always want something more in the future when in reality, what you've achieved already is so great. And so for me, I think right now, the biggest thing is over the last few years, like a swimming pool has been one of the biggest things I've wanted at my house. And this last year we put one in and sometimes I forget how amazing that is. And so this last week, even like sitting out there watching my son with all of his buddies. Oh my gosh. I cannot imagine what having 15 year old boys in my backyard is going to be like in a few years, (laughs) (laughs) like hearing and seeing their stories and like butt slapping and all the stuff that they were doing this week when they're only eight, I cannot imagine 15, but even just that, like being able to sit in my backyard and listen to these like eight-year-old boys playing around and goofing off and like feeling so grateful for that swimming pool and putting that in and just like the memories that it's going to create and the moments that it's going to create. Like that was the whole reason I put it in. It was like the memories and the moments and the connections and to see that come to fruition in this last six or seven months has been just amazing. Oh, I love that. I have like the biggest yeah. smile. Like I can just like, you made my heart smile. Cause yeah, that's truly when we connect with ourselves so much, we realize like we're not being selfish by wanting a pool. It's not that we want the status of the pool, like our deep rooted connection with like things that we want. If it's more money, a bigger car, something, there's always a deeper meaning. And Mm -hmm. when we can connect to that, oh, it's just so much more fulfilling when we get it instead of like, oh, I'm just, oh, I got this, you know, check the box now onto the next thing. So that is an awesome share. I appreciate you sharing that with us. And thank you for your time today. Like, yes, just love connecting with you. And it had been a while. So it has been a while. Yeah. Social media can actually connect people. Yeah. Cause like when you said that, I'm like, how was it? I was thinking about that. Like how we came across each other and just like, formed a friendship and in each other's dms for the longest time it's just uh-huh crazy how time flies it so, does it does well, thank you so much renee and we will talk to you next time oh thank
Thank you so much for listening today. If this episode spoke to you, I would so appreciate it if you could take a minute to leave a review on your podcast app. Sharing your experiences here will help get this show in the hands of others that can also find value. Or you can take a screenshot of this episode and tag me on Instagram at dawnmarie.co. I'd love to see what you're enjoying. I'm already looking forward to chatting with you again next week.